Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to the Game Changers podcast. Welcome back to the Game Changers podcast. I missed you. I really did. I actually missed you quite a lot. But if you are listening for the first time and you're like, what do you mean? I missed you. I'm just meeting you. The Game Changers podcast took a small hiatus and we are now back for season two. I took a little bit of a break because I really wanted to think about what I wanted to do with the podcast, what direction I wanted it to have and how it was going to differentiate from my social media and of course my YouTube channel. And really what I came up with was that I just want to sit down with badass, extraordinary people and talk to them about how they built their brand. I am a huge, passionate advocate for personal branding because I think when we get our personal brand right and be extraordinary, we can make such a difference on the world at large and the people around us. And what I want to really do with this podcast is just make sure that I am getting amazing guests on and dive deep with them about how they built their business, how they built their brand, how they stand out, the inner workings of their mind. And I tell you, today's episode is an incredible kickoff for this new journey. So I sat down with one of my absolute all-time favorite people, Gala Darling. I found her probably... I'm going to say two or three years ago, I was listening to a podcast, I was driving and of course, you know, it was a really great podcast talking about mindset, personal development and Gala, who I'd never seen before, started talking about personal style and she started giving this example of this time where she was out and about wearing a full Barbie tracksuit and she was like I looked hot as fuck it was just amazing so of course I like sped home immediately googled her and have since been absolutely hooked on her work I actually use Gala Darling in a lot of my teaching as as an example of someone who is just nailing their personal brand nailing their business of course but just nailing what it means to be unapologetic and unique which are such core elements of standing out online these days as well as her authenticity is just insane she knows who she is. She knows who she wants to be in the world and she goes out there and gets it. So Gala Darling is a speaker and she is the best-selling author of the book Radical Self-Love. So she's an advocate for self-love and for over a decade now has really been teaching women how to fall in love with themselves, how to increase their personal power so they can do amazing things in the world. Each month, Gala Darling's site reaches millions of people teaching them Techniques like tapping, meditation, spirituality, manifestation, so many things. She's an absolute master at what she does. And that's a big part of what we speak about today. So many people want to build a personal brand, want to build a business, but it really does take a level of mastery in order to be really good in this game. And Gala Darling has just nailed that. I am such a fangirl. I'm not even going to hide it. She's also launched this incredible new program called The Vortex, which I have already signed up for. It's going to be amazing. So you definitely want to go check her out. I'm not going to ramble on about her too much because This episode just speaks for itself. I hope you enjoy. I hope that you go and grab your phone right now and Google Gala so you can just see how amazing she is before we even jump into the episode. All right, I'm going to love you and leave you. Enjoy. Welcome back to Game Changers. I am so excited. As you would have just heard, my guest today is absolutely fucking incredible. Gala Darling, welcome to the show. Yes. We're here. We're alive. Life is good. Fuck yes. 
do you know yours is one of those names that I feel like I can't just say the first name like I can't just call you Gala for some reason I'm like I have to say Gala Darling it's like a whole package Gala Darling is like an essential part of it you know it really like rounds it off nicely um just quickly like before we do jump into the questions because obviously as you know like the this is all about personal branding I'd love to know because Gala Darling is a name that you chose I've read that on your blog um a while ago actually and I was like what I literally thought it was your real name but anyway um how did you come up with the name Gala Darling I'd love for the audience to know that because you know naming is a big thing with branding so many people like do I use my real name do I you know when they're just starting out like how did the Gala Darling name come to be yeah well like you're saying names are so important and they really set a tone for what we do and i think about like you know elton john his name is actually like reginald and all these people picking a name and stepping into it is to me an act of reclamation and owning yourself and when i started using the internet when i was about 13 years old i was in chat rooms all the time and it was like 1996 so it wasn't safe to like use your real name so you'd have to pick a screen name and i loved being able to pick a name and call myself whatever i wanted and my first online nickname was the wizard all one word <laughs> I love and everyone that. always thought i was a boy and i was like god damn it I'm a girl. But anyway, so that was like the beginning of my foray into being like, what do I want to call myself? I don't have to call myself what my parents called me. And when I was about 22 years old, I set the intention that I wanted a new name to come to me. And I didn't want to look through a baby name book or anything. I just wanted it to come to me. So one day I took a nap and the name was written in a cloud in a dream that I had. And I woke up, I wrote the name down and I got it changed by deed poll. Like, I don't know, maybe a week later or something. Oh my gosh. I love that. And it was so easy to do. I think it cost me like 50 bucks, you know, I mean, New Zealand's a pretty chill country, but, um, yeah. And it was really powerful for me because at the time that I changed my name, I was struggling with what I wanted to do. I was a creative who wasn't fulfilling my creative needs and I was in between jobs all the time and I would constantly like leave jobs or get fired and have to go on a benefit from the government. And when I changed my name, I said to myself, you cannot go and get a benefit from the government. If your name is Gala darling, like you are going to have to raise your standards here. And that's what I did. And it, it's like, I almost don't care what you do in order to raise your standards as long as you raise them. If you got to change your name to like Queen Monarch the 15th, change your fucking name, like whatever you got to do to raise your standards and do it. I love that so much. And that's actually something that I teach a lot of my students because something that has been so powerful for me. I started my name, my brand with my pretty boring standard Erin May Henry name. However, that proclamation of like personal power and stepping into that next level you is something I'm so obsessed with. So mm -hmm. along the journey somewhere, I'm obsessed with Queen by the way, but along the journey somewhere, I decided that my Gala Darling version was going to be Killer Queen. Literally like got it tattooed and I was like, that is like, you really do have to like build that next level version of you. And I think a name can be so powerful for that. Absolutely. And you know, it's just a piece of it. It's like, what do you call yourself? How do you dress? How do you walk? What does your home look like? You know, is it decorated? Is there nothing in there? Do you look like you're just about to leave all the time? Like, what are you creating? Because everything around you adds to who you are, what you're doing. And I think that's, I mean, I know we're going to talk about branding today, but so I think <laughs> such an integral part of creating a great consistent brand is like, it has to be who you really fucking yeah. are and it needs yeah. to be cultivated. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I feel like I want to get through some rapid fire questions before we like, cause I feel like you and I would definitely have the tendency to just go off on a tangent. I'm a Gemini. I can talk. So like, let's, let's go. We're Mercury. <laughs> Sisters, we could talk forever and not be tired. I know. I recently had a call with Colin, who you also um, had on your YouTube oh, channel. And honestly, Gemini, Gemini, that's just like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So just so we can get to know you a little bit better before we jump into your story and all the really juicy stuff about branding, I do have a few rapid fire questions. So first of all, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, um, coffee? Ditto. <laughs> like, I wouldn't need anything else. Coffee with some like coconut cream in it or something. And I'd be like happy for the rest of my life. 
Although I must say, I did just get back from the States and the coffee standard compared to Melbourne is a little... It's brutal over here. <laughs> you really have to know where you're going. I have like an espresso machine in my kitchen. I make my own coffee generally. But LA is so good because there's so many like hippie places. I order my coffee sometimes from a place called Moon Juice where they put all these like dusts in... special milks and it's amazing if you're into that kind of thing it's so funny it was like when i was in new york everyone was like are you really going to the australian cafe while you're in new york and i was like yes i need a coffee coffee is good there's like three good places to get coffee in new york city that's it okay so the next one is what was the last thing that you learned about oh jesus i'm learning every day um I mean, I'm in the middle of a launch period right now. So dude, I'm learning so fucking much. But before this, I was in Vegas for Tony Robbins Business Mastery for five days. Love it. And it blew my fucking mind. I had a sketchbook with me. I filled half of it with notes. Half a sketchbook. It was great. Like I've just learned so much in the last month. It's unbelievable. I love that so much. And I want to talk about that a little bit more today because again, that's just something I admire about you so much. But if you could have one superpower, what would that be? Mm, One superpower. Oh, I would like to be able to remove other people's limiting beliefs just by like going like that. That's epic. I've never heard it. Everyone's always like, I wish I could fly or all this stuff. What are you going to do? That's why planes exist. You don't need to fly. Make it something out of this world. Well, actually, my next question is, if you could make one change in the world, like by snapping your fingers right now, what would that be? Maybe just having people, what would it be? I think it would be about not just seeing the surface of an issue. I would want people to be able to see an issue holistically because I think something happens, we make snap judgments, we act in a reactionary manner and we never really deal with what's actually going on. Like someone's rude to us and we're like, fuck you. And we honk our horn or something, but like there's more to it. And if we could understand that we'd have a totally different world. That's beautiful. Yeah. The compassion side of things. I love that. Okay. And one quick, more fun one. If you're going to make a musical about your life, what would be the opening song? Oh, God damn. (laughs) Um, it'd be called, I did it and you can do it too. (laughs) Love it. Love it so much. (laughs) Okay. So I know I like, I've listened to probably every podcast interview you've ever done. And I love, love, love hearing your story, especially about how tapping changed your life. But for the purpose of this podcast, I'd love for you to tell your story more on how the business side and the brand of it came to be. So you started blogging, like Mm -hmm. if you could just give us the whole lowdown on how you kind of got to this amazing brand that you are today and like the amazing business that you've got. How did I'm sure it came from humble beginnings as we all do. Like, give us the DL. So I started my blog in 2006 and I started it because I really wanted a magazine, but I didn't have any money. And I was like, fuck it. I'll start a blog. And like, here's hoping. And my intention was always for it to be a business. It wasn't a hobby. I was like, this is how I'm going to make my living. And I think it's really important to have clear intentions about what you want to do. And When you start something, often you'll have an idea like it should be this or it should be that, but that's going to change so much over the course of your business if it still exists. But what is really important is to be like, is this a hobby? Is this a side project? Or is this like what I'm doing? And when you know that, like when you decide that you behave totally differently. And if it's a must for you, then your subconscious will figure out ways to make it work. And if it's a hobby, your brain will come up with ways to opt out and be like, fuck, it's not that important and whatever. So what, are, what we set our intentions as is so, so important for kickoff. But so I started in 2006 and I was just, I had just come through my depression and eating disorder and I was really excited about how I was feeling and I was just writing articles about that. And my goal was just to be helpful. And I thought if I'm helpful, people will share my content and it will grow really easily. I didn't have any money for advertising. So my goal was to be massively helpful. 
Yeah. It grew really quickly. I got a column in Cosmopolitan Australia about maybe six months later. Um, and then people started recognizing me on the street because my picture was in the back of the magazine. And I don't know what the circulation was, but it must have been really big. Yeah. And about a year and a half into having my blog, I moved to New York City. And then it evolved again. And the real reason it evolved again is I was living in a sublet apartment in New York City. I was paying $2,500 a month, which was a lot of money for 2008. It's still a lot of money. And um, I was selling advertising on my blog at the time to like American Apparel and Mod Cloth and those kind of companies. And they were paying like maybe $3,000 for an ad. So I was like, oh, sweet, I'm good. But then in 2008, as we all know, the economy took a nosedive and nobody was buying ads. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? I called up a friend of mine. His name is Mike Dooley. He runs Notes from the Universe. And I had met him. Wait, 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 wait. Can we just like not just sweep over? I just called up a friend of mine, Mike Dooley. Like, I mean, manifesting change, Mike Dooley. Like, do you want to. My friend Deborah. Like, do you know like, how I met him? So I, I was a, I had subscribed to Notes from the Universe yeah. for years. And I saw he was coming to Melbourne and I emailed him and I was like, Hey, I'm coming to your van. I'm so excited. Blah, blah, blah. And I can't remember if he gave me a free ticket or something. I think I sent him my blog or something. And when I went to the event, we met up and we talked and we got along really well. And then a few months later, he, I think he had said to me, like, let me know when you're in the States. And a few months later, I happened to be in Florida, which is where he was living. And I stayed at his house and we went to Disney world for the day. And like, He's fucking dope. He's like a great man. So a few months later, I'm living in New York City and I call him and I'm like, dude, I don't know how to make any money on my business. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I was like 25 years old, maybe. I had no idea what I was doing. And he said, well, you already have an audience. So what I do is I just walk around my house with a dictaphone and I talk into it and I sell those CDs to my audience and they always want more information about manifesting or whatever. So it's a really easy thing for me to make. And I thought about that and I thought, okay, well, my audience is younger than his audience. They probably wouldn't want CDs. Like I didn't even have a laptop that played CDs at that point. It was like the old technology by then. And I thought, I'm not that comfortable as a public speaker. So what if I write a book and I do one chapter a month, every month for 12 months, people pay a subscription and I make an audio file of me reading it out. So they kind of get like the audio book at the same time. So that was the first product I ever created. And I made over $100,000 doing that book, which was unbelievable. And then that became kind of like the first draft of my, what was to be my first book, Radical Self Love. So then a few years later, I went to some publishers and they didn't really understand it. And I was like, fuck you guys, I'm going to do this myself. I self-published using Amazon Create Space, became like a number one Amazon hit like overnight. And then Hay House approached me and said, Hey, we'd like to buy your book. So realistically I sold that book three times, which is fucking amazing. Like that's how you do shit. And one of the, I was literally just talking to a friend of mine. One of the things I really believe is when you have big vision and maybe not everyone has caught up to it yet. They don't understand the way that I have always been successful is to gamble on myself, invest in myself and be like, I know I'm worth taking the chance on. And I put my own money and resources into something. So I create the thing. And then when people see it, they're like, oh, of course. And they buy in. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes when you're trying to explain your idea, they don't get it. You need to show them yourself. So that's just been a consistent theme throughout my life. Like I'll show you and then you can jump on board. So yeah. I love and that then, so much because I feel like so many people are sitting around like essentially waiting for the gatekeepers, right? Yeah. And even in the process of building a personal brand, so many people want someone to like, what, come and fucking knock on your door and be like, hey, I think you'd make a good expert. Like, do you want a platform? Right. When the thing that I've always really admired about you is it really is obvious that you've always but like, I know it sounds corny, but like believed in yourself so much so that it's like, don't worry about getting this approval from someone. Like I'm going to go make it happen myself. And I love that you just ex like explain that they will catch up to your self-belief. Like the reality will catch up to the, how much you bet on yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you'll see it when you believe it, right? Yeah. You have to be so watertight in your belief yeah. that what you do has value that you're like unstoppable. And yeah. You know, when I did that book, for example, my belief, my didn't, my story was not like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to show them, or I'm going to do this and then they're going to buy it. 
I was like, I'm going to do this because I think this is a book that people need to read. I think it's important. I think it will help people. And I also think that it'd be really nice if a publisher came and bought it after I've released it. And that's exactly what happened. So having really good intentions, again, is so important. And the intention can never be, I want to make X amount of dollars yeah. because it doesn't translate in the universe. It doesn't mean anything. But if it's like, I want to help this number of people, and what does that mean for like their children and their businesses and their families? Like that is meaningful shit. And that will get you out of bed in the morning. Yeah. But anyway, basically I wrote that first book and then I've just been creating classes and courses and speaking and blah, blah, blah. And I just finished my second book and all these things, all these things. But I'm basically an internet dweller from the fucking age of like the dawn of time and this is what I do and I just love it. I love that. Two things that I really want to highlight here as well. One, even the story about Mike Dooley, that to me is so powerful because so many people again are just so afraid of taking that first step. Like from your story, the thing that I can really take away is that again, like you said, like you weren't waiting around for someone to give you permission, but you took chances and took risks. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing that I see missing so much today from people who are starting businesses and building a personal brand. There's no like balls behind it. Like there's no just yeah. like, I'm going to go out there and approach someone or put myself up for this or go to a speaking gig or, you know, move to a different country. If I see opportunity, like whatever it may be, there's just yeah. too many people who are just kind of putting the Instagram out there and hoping for the best. I'm going to put up a couple of quotes and hope to make six figures, right? But like the, the, the ballsiness, the, the boldness of your story is so inspiring as well as I just really, really, really love the fact that like, there's just such a journey here. It, it's oh, so inspiring to hear because again, like so many people might think, oh girl, like she came out of nowhere or something, you know, because when you do continually evolve and continually get bigger, but it's like, there's a journey here. Like there's years, there's, there's like work that has gone into this and building oh, this brand. And it's just like, that's just such a beautiful way to just show people you've got to be patient. Like, it's so true. It's so true. And like two things that I want to say about what you've just said, God, we could do this all day. I know. So <laughs> one is that, yes, I took risks. So like when I released that book as an audio, as like a chapter by chapter thing, I was terrified to do that. I thought my audience would be like, you're a fucking sellout. Like, why should we pay you? You should work for free, blah, blah, blah. I really was afraid of that. Yeah. And I'm sure there were a couple of people who said that, but what I learned is that if people like your stuff, they're happy for more access to you. Like they're thrilled to give you money to get more of that if they see value in it. And you know, it's normal to feel fear when you do something different, but if you let that stop you, you're never going to progress. You're never going to go any further. You really do have to feel that and do it regardless. It's so important. One thing I heard you speaking about in an interview, I honestly can't remember exactly which interview it was, was someone was complimenting you on like they'd heard your first audio training and there was like ambulances in the background or something. I'd love you to speak on that a bit because I think a really debilitating thing for a lot of people as well is perfectionism, right? They really think that it's got to be like a Steven Spielberg production if they're going to start a YouTube channel. It's like, fuck that, like pick up your phone and just talk to it. But like, how was it in those like first days? Like, Like, did people mind that there were ambulances in the background <laughs> no I never had anyone complain about that and in fact I have people even today like you're hearing in that interview people say to me like I still have those files I still listen to them you yeah. can hear birds singing you can hear sirens whatever like that was just the reality of the situation and nobody expects you to be fucking Michael Jackson in Quincy Jones's studio like that's ridiculous nobody expects that yeah. and I also think there's such a charm in things being a little bit unpolished a little bit raw off the cuff like people love that shit and in fact if you look at like Beyonce's stuff I have a friend who was years ago when I was still fashion blogging, I had this idea that I didn't want to do outfit photos. I wanted to do outfit videos. So he and I made some of these outfit videos, which were kind of cool. And he then got snapped up by fucking Rockefeller and started working with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Of course he did. He's such a nice guy. His name's Ben. And I remember talking to him about something and I was like, what's it like working with them? And he said, Beyonce's team always wants her to be polished and she pushes us to do shit that looks real and raw and rough and like not perfect. Like if you watch her uh, documentary, like is it Life is But a Dream or something? She's talking into her fucking laptop. She's filming on her webcam on her shitty MacBook in an elevator. Yeah. Like there's something really charming about that. There's something really real about it. So don't think that it has to be perfect. And 
Perfectionism is procrastination. You're just yeah. bullshitting yourself. Stop fucking bullshitting yourself. Done is better than perfect. Just get it out the door and you'll be better next time. But yeah. if you don't get it done, you'll never get better. And I think there's something really endearing about actually having like everything once we put it online is there forever, right? And I think for someone to maybe come along to your journey five years down the track and see the professional videos or how your brand has progressed, I think there's something really endearing about being able to go back. I mean, so many people say to me, they love watching my first video because I filmed it on my laptop. I was sitting on my fucking boyfriend's like bench press machine. It was, it's just, it's bad. It's really, really bad. But a lot of people say like that video and the fact that it's still on my channel is so inspiring to them because now it's, you know, progressed so far. It just shows that everybody has to start somewhere, right? Everyone starts from ground zero. Absolutely. It's true. There's something really endearing about seeing those early attempts at things and being like, wow. Okay. But like, good for you for doing it in the first place. You wouldn't be here. Exactly. Exactly. One thing that I love about you and I kind of, we spoke about this before we pressed record is one thing I'm going to say actually that I really admire about you is just your depth of knowledge and mastery in the area of self-love tapping and all the things that you speak about. I'd love to kind of, for you to even just like ramble on a little bit about, do you have a process for education? Like how did you even get to the point where you are so well educated in this area because again like what i kind of explained before is that i'm just trying to help the audience a little bit because the thing that i see a lot of people doing is you know picking a niche and they start their instagram but maybe they just don't fully commit you know i think there's a there's a there's maybe a fear of obsessing over something or having that like deep level of mastery i'd love to know where you get like your information from and how you just continually evolve in knowledge I'm like a, a, a knowledge-seeking black hole. I will devour whatever I come across. I'm a fucking nerd for learning. I always have been. I was, I'm like a speed reader. I can read shit at like the speed of light. And I've been reading obsessively since I was a kid. It's my wow. favorite thing to do is read and learn. So that's one of the reasons why I love the internet yeah. so much. But I think that the reason people like pick a thing and then don't go very deep is just because they're not that interested. Yeah. You have to be obsessed with what you do. If you don't eat, sleep, breathe it, get the fuck out of here because you will be completely dominated by someone who is enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Enthusiasm is the fucking killer of all. Like if you don't have that, you are so fucked. If you have like two businesses, one makes more money and one you're really passionate about, always go with the thing you're passionate about. Because money doesn't mean shit, ultimately. You'll buy some nice shit and then you'll be like, okay, but I hate my life. What's the point? You have to do what you love. And there's so many ways that we can have a fulfilling life. I really believe if you don't do work that truly matters to you, you will never feel fulfilled. You never will. It will always evade you. There'll always be like something missing. You'll be like, what's missing? What's missing is that you are not crazy about what you do. You do it all fucking day. You might as well love it. And there's no limit. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Seriously, we live in the internet age. Do whatever the fuck you want. Go to YouTube University, like figure it out. Figure it out. I love that so much. And I think that, oh, I'm so glad that you said it in such like a direct way because so many people do tiptoe around that. They're like, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, you can do whatever you want, believe in yourself. And of course we said believing in yourself is so important, but if you don't love it, like entrepreneurship is risky. Like people think that it, well, I mean, it's sometimes just as risky to have a job these days, but like it is a big risk. And the thing that I've always said is if it's not fun for you, it's not worth it. Like it blows my mind when I see people complaining about the fact that they have to create content. Who the fuck told you you had to create anything? Like you should be so drawn to doing this. Right. If that's how you feel, you should be doing something else. The fact is that 4% of businesses survive one year, 4%. You have to be crazy about it. Otherwise you will never survive. People out here are fucking hungry and they will track you down if you are not about it. You have to be about it. And one of the things about, like that I love about what I do is I, even though there's lots of people in the self-help space, blah, 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 I don't see that I have any competition because they just, no, nobody does it the way that I do it. Like you can't be a better me than me. Like I will fuck you up if you try. There's just, you can't come for me. So You have to be so relentlessly yourself and so obsessed with what you do that you want to talk about it all day long. Yeah. 
I am so glad. That's such a beautiful segue because one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk to you about was uniqueness. I do not know anyone else who is as unique as you. Like what you just said is exactly that. Like I don't, you're unreplicable. Like no one is going to be able to come and do what you do. As you said, there's lots of people in this space and they may have similar topics. And they do a beautiful job. I'm not knocking the way they do it or what they do in any way. But the brand that you've built is just so you and it's so unique. And I'd love to kind of hear about the evolution of that brand, but more so because I know it is just so uniquely, authentically you. How would you coach someone on finding their uniqueness? I think a really important part of it, there are several things. One of them is that you have to be comfortable by yourself. Yeah. Like learn to spend time with yourself because when you do that, you'll understand what you really like and what you really want to do with your time. And when you're around people, they'll influence you. When you're on your phone, you'll be influenced. When you're talking to your friends, you'll be influenced. So that alone time is really important. And I've been living alone for the last year now. And I haven't lived alone since I was like 21. So I've been in relationships or living with people for basically 14 years or some crazy shit like that. And this year that I've spent alone, I have refined my vision of what I do, why I do it, how I do it so well. There's no other way I could have gotten to this place other than having massive amounts of time by myself to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. And then I think another really important thing is cutting people out of your life who are negative, toxic, fucking don't believe in you, have small vision, small goals, whatever your peer group's standards are will be your standards. So if you want to go fucking hard, you need some people around you that are doing the same thing. Because if all your friends are just like comfortable and chill and whatever, or even worse, they hate their lives, you're going to want to fit in with the pack and you will just dull your shine a little bit, a little bit, not be too excited, not be too enthusiastic, not be too successful. And it'll slowly kill you and you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. You've got to get rid of those people. It's life or death, seriously, especially if you want to be successful. I love that. Do you have any advice? Because again, like something that I also really admire about you is your network, really. Like I, you just seem to be friends with everyone. On that point, like <laughs> on that point, I know it's because like definitely a charismatic personality, but do you have any like strategic tips on how to network because if someone is going through a process where they're trying to find themselves find their brand and they take that advice on board how can they build out their network with more positive more empowering people that's a really great question so one of the you know one of the great blessings of my life has been the people i've met through the internet and i just that's how i meet pretty much everybody i know is through the internet and Um, I hate the term like networking and really what I do is I find people who are interesting and I usually like, like, I don't know, leave them a comment or something and I'm authentic and I mean what I say and I'm not like, Oh, this person has 5 million followers. Like, let me, like, I hate all that shit and I will never do it. And honestly, people can smell that shit three miles away. Like, please don't. It's so gross. We know what you're, we know what you're doing. We can see you. We can see you. So I really only meet up with or hang out with people who I genuinely am so excited about and who I want to help and promote and blah, blah, blah. Like people who are doing good work is really important to me. But I just launched this membership site called The Vortex. And one of the bonuses of this is you're going to be around those people. Like they're custom built for you. They're all on this same journey of self-improvement and going for it and like being unapologetically happy about it because when you're around people who are like what's wrong with you you're gonna want to turn it off and it's like you can't afford to turn it off it is slowly killing you yeah finding those little corners of the internet that just feel like home by the way guys i'm in the vortex as well so you have to come join (laughs) it's i'm so excited i was explaining to Gal before i was like i didn't even read the sales page just as soon as she announced it i was like i have to be in this i don't even know what it is (laughs) it's it's amazing i've read the sales page since and it's going to be epic But yeah, like finding those little corners of the internet that just feel so authentic and real to you and the people in there just resonate. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thank you so much. It's such a great way to build that network and build that community. But also, I kind of want to say like, what you were saying, like what we were saying before about your journey, like it is a process. You're not just going to, you know, comment on someone's Instagram picture and then all of a sudden be collaborating with them and best friends with them. Like you have to, like in any real relationship in life, right? Just like build it slowly over time. And those are going to be the deepest connections. Absolutely. And I really think that there's so much value in just being helpful. Like, I feel like I'm saying that to my friends all the time. Like, you know, I'm in launch mode. I've been super busy. I had a friend who's like handing in her book manuscript and she's like, can we do a tapping session? I'm like, yes. I have a friend who wants to leave her job. She's like, can I come over and talk to you? Yes, you can. Because even though I'm busy, I know that firstly, me helping you is going to make me feel really good. Secondly, I'm going to help you. And thirdly, like that's how you build relationships and friendships is by being useful. Like nobody wants some time suck, negative energy vampire on their hands. Like what's the point? And you know, you obviously want to have boundaries. You don't want to give more than you're receiving and it wants to be like a beautiful symbiotic relationship, but you have to be adding to each other's lives or what's the point. I feel like that about romantic relationships too, unless you are lifting each other and making each other's lives more fun and joyful and amazing. What's the fucking point? You might as well be by yourself. It's such a beautiful theme that I think that if like this whole episode, if we were going to like pull out Gala's secret to success, one thing that is just so just across everything that you do is service. Like when you were talking about the blog in the beginning, you just wanted to be helpful with the book and why it was so successful is because you just wanted to help people with relationships. Like just like, I really do think that's one of the keys to life. You know, it's like, everyone's always looking for what's the meaning of life. Like my whole thing is like, I want to help people to be extraordinary so they can make a positive impact on others. Right. That's why personal branding is my thing. It's like when you just be the very best version of you, but focus on service, like again, not about like being a pushover or anything like that, but just really focus on the fact that you have something special that other people need. If that is how you build your business, there is no way that you won't be successful. I totally agree with you. And like, it's so cheesy to say it, but like giving is living, right? Like nothing will make you feel better than being of service to someone else. Yeah. That's it. Like nothing feels better than that. Buying a this or a that or a fucking getting a pat on the back from wherever or being written up here and there. That shit is fun, but nothing feels like really helping someone. Like it feels good in your soul. And we're designed that way because we are supposed to help one another. That's why you get a flood of chemicals when you do it. It's encouraged to do more of that shit, just like exercise. Like we're, your body is rewarding you for those behaviors. So pay attention. What do you got to do to get more of that feeling? Like, okay, give more. I love that. And even that can be taken into so many things. Like say, for example, social media, so many people like, why didn't my post get this many likes? Or like, what does that mean about me? And it's like, it's probably because you'd focused on what's in it for me from right from the very beginning. If you can really build a brand that's like, what can I do for you? You will get the engagement you need. You will get the money you need. But like, none of that should ever have been a focus. I agree. And I think even like my rule on social media is like, is two, is like two, well, is one question. Do you feel good? If you feel good, post. If you don't feel good, don't post. The end. That's it. And I went through a phase of being like, fuck Instagram, fuck the algorithm, blah, blah, blah. Nothing's performing. And as long as I believed that, my shit was dead. And as soon as I was like, okay, how do I have fun with this? Which is always my central question. How do I have more fun? When I made it fun for myself, my engagement went through the roof, algorithm or not, because your energy matters. Your intention matters. People feel it. If you're posting shit and you hate it, we know. Yeah. We're stupid. We feel it. And I say to people all the time, they're like, I don't like Instagram. I'm like, quit it, delete it. Like if that's people's first point of contact with you and they can tell you don't like it, they're never going to come back to you. It's the worst first impression. If you don't like it, get rid of it. I love that. And that's like, so like starting a podcast, YouTube channel, don't do something because you feel like you should. I just want to make a point on that because I was recently traveling to the U S and we ended up doing like a road trip. And obviously when you're road tripping, like there's no wifi, you're in the car, like all of these things. And I was posting to kind of keep up 
you know, appearances. And my engagement was so bad. And I've come home now and I'm like listening to my music. I'm not like living out of a fucking suitcase I'm with my puppy. Like yeah. literally like it's a polar opposite. And that is so true. Mm-hmm. Just such a really good example of what you said. Like when you feel good and you're storying, posting, creating content from that energy, people realize that you feel good and it's, it's magnifying, right? It's electric. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that applies to creating products or courses or services. If you're enthusiastic, you don't even have to sell that shit. Like you just said, you bought the Vortex before you even read the fucking sales page because you could feel that I was so excited and I've been so excited for months and teasing it for months. Like you could feel it. I don't have to hard sell you. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Feel good. Just feel good, guys. And if you don't feel good, then do something to make yourself feel good. Dance to Beyonce, go to karaoke, call your fucking friend, make a gratitude list, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Well, uh, that's so funny because actually one of the things that I was thinking about that I wanted to ask you this morning was like, do you have, I know everyone's like, what's your morning routine and all of these things, but like, do you have a, like a particular like badass routine, like a get out of that kind of, because everyone obviously goes through fear, self-doubt, limitations, bad shit happens. Like that's life, right? We're fucking human beings at the end of the day. But is there a particular like routine that you have that puts you into that feel good space? I like to, I just do whatever it takes to make me feel good. And it's going to be different every day. And everybody's different. Some people like a consistent routine and I have a magical morning practice that I teach people that they love and get amazing results from. Yeah. I am like, I do a bit of this and I do a bit of that. I change it up a lot. So really my feeling good practice is I put on some fucking jams and I dance around my house. And this morning, the way that I got into my good feeling was my friend texted me and I was, and she lives in New York and I haven't seen her in over a year. And I was like, should I call you? She's like, yes. I called her. She just got engaged. I like screamed and cried. And I was like, this is amazing. Like that was the best start to my day ever. I'm so, so happy for her. Like that was what I did to feel good this morning. And it gave me so much energy and excitement to like get into my day and keep it going. I love that so much. Honestly, I do think that I've spoken to so many people in this podcast and in one way or another, I think that's the centering message for what really, really helps to build a community is like you taking care of yourself and making yourself feel good as an one thing and then showing up in that energy of service. Like, yeah. And you have to, you have to lead from the front. Like if you can't make yourself feel good, what the fuck are you going to do for your audience or your team? Nothing. They can't count on you. You have to be able to do that for yourself first. Like you, people have no business teaching things they haven't mastered. If you haven't mastered it, yeah, yeah. Dip the lip. Like yeah. you can't teach, and you're not in integrity when you're trying to teach something you don't know anything about. Yeah, I so good. Oh my gosh, I want to talk about something because at YouTube they kind of give us this example, and this is something that I feel like you've like done really, really well is evolve, but evolve whilst also maintaining the integrity of who you are and your brand. So, you know, at a workshop that I was at recently on YouTube, they were talking about how important it is to evolve and that you have to consistently evolve to stay relevant. Then they gave us examples of like Justin Bieber. I was thinking Cher, you know, literally like these people who have just maintained the test of time because you've seen these different stages of their mm-hmm. life. And then on the contrary, they gave us an example of Hanson who never evolved. And where did they go? Nobody knows. <laughs> so I'd like to know, like, is this something you have an intentional practice around, or is this something that you kind of have just felt naturally has happened over time? It's something that just happens over time. And when I feel myself getting bored about something I'm doing, I start to make a move. Yeah. Um, and you know, one of the things, especially when I was blogging a lot, I used to say to people, because I used to teach Blog Academy with Kat and Shauna and we would travel the world and teach women how to run businesses. And I would always say like, with your blog, don't think of it as like, I have a fashion blog. Think about a magazine. Think about Cosmopolitan versus Vogue. They have the same kind of shit, but it's tailored to a different person. You have to know who your audience is. And my audience is into spirituality and business and stripper heels and twerking and meditation all at once. They want to know about all that shit. And so I don't feel limited to this or that. Like as I evolve, they evolve with me. And that's just like, to me, that's the easiest way to to have a business is like, just I follow what I'm excited about. And some of them come with me and some of them don't. And I pick up some new people along the way. And that's just how it goes. 
So powerful because I think that's a big thing. So many people are afraid of that. If they're going to, again, like choose a brand, choose an aesthetic, choose a niche that they're trapped for life, right? But you're always going to evolve. You're always going to change. Your interests are going to be different. It's natural, especially, you know, for a lot of people starting these businesses are kind of between that 22 to 40 year old age. And those years of your life, you will be a completely different person by the end of it. Right. And that fear of change will get you stuck and hold you back so much. But I love that you just said some people come along and some people don't. That's the natural process of evolution. Yeah. And the craziest thing too, like I've been doing this for 14 years now. It's such a long time. I get comments from people all the time who are like, I used to read you in high school. I like you went off my radar for some reason. Now I'm back and I'm tapping with you every week and it's so fucking cool. And we just can't take it personally. People are going through all kinds of things that we have no idea about. And if they join us, that's amazing. And if they don't, it's like no hard feelings. And maybe you'll find someone else who's a better fit for like what you're dealing with right now. You know, like I don't ever want to have children. So if you are pregnant or a first time mother, I'm probably not your gal. I can't relate to you. I'm probably not going to speak to shit that you're going through, but maybe later you'll come back or maybe before that you were into it or whatever. Like everyone is in a different place and it's, you can't appeal to everyone. You'd simply come and if you try to, man, your brand is going to suck so hard. And it will be so boring and you'll wake up every day and be like, fuck this. I hate this. I love that so much. On that note of like not appealing to everyone, this might be like pretty generic question, but I just love to ask it always because it's such a big part of personal branding. Like what's your process of handling hate essentially do you i know a lot of people like i love to type back a lot of people like i just delete it a lot of people like i handle it in this way interpersonally like what's mm-hmm. your process of handling hate because it's just natural right it's it it comes with the territory we yeah. can't expect it not to happen and if you do it's kind of diluted but what do you do to make sure that you can just keep moving forward without it letting it affect you it depends on what the comment is like. If someone yeah. is criticizing me, but they're being polite about it, then I'll talk to them. Cool. But as soon as they say like, you're this, you're that, then they just get blocked and deleted. And I really don't give a fuck and God bless you. And I'm sorry that this is what you're doing with your time. Like that's really yeah. a bummer, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I've been like so criticized and hated on, on the internet in 14 years. Like there's nothing you can say anymore. There's nothing you can do. I've had people do the most outrageous, like offensive boundary crossing shit in my time, like trying to get in touch with my ex-husband's broker to see if he's moving and contacting people I'm dating to be like, Oh, you don't know the truth about Gala Darling. Here's the truth about her. Like, ab- like absolutely insane. But the good thing is that the people I have in my life really know who I am and there's nothing you can say about me that's going to make me be like, oh my God, you got me. Because like, I know who I am and I'm not afraid of that. So yeah, that's but like, it's, part of, it's part of the fucking game and like the more visibility, the more you get of it. And my friend Veronica's grandmother always used to say, there are a few flies at every picnic and that's the truth. If you got a fucking good ass picnic, there are going to be some flies. Yeah. So powerful. So just like so much interlinks between what you say. And I love that so much because it really is. And again, kind of going back to finding that uniqueness, the more time you spend alone, the more time you spend to get to know yourself and know your values and know what's important to you. It really does deflect a lot of those opinions because it's like the more solid that you can stand in your own, in your own uniqueness, in your own brand, the less other people's opinions matter. But also just like we've spoken before, like the more that you're going to be able to stand out, the more you're going to be able to be of service. So I love that whole, like the biggest takeaway for anyone listening is really just get to know yourself, right? Get to know yourself and make yourself feel good. Yeah. And enjoy that time that you have where you're getting to know yourself because your life is probably going to change. You might get into a relationship. You might have a child. You might start a business. And all of a sudden you just don't have that free time. So instead of spending your alone time being like, I wish I wasn't by myself or like trying to numb out and watch a movie or whatever it is going to the bar, like just do what you can to get comfortable with that. And it will pay dividends. I promise. The other thing about criticism that I wanted to say is you always have to consider the source. There are some people whose opinions I really value. There's probably like five people whose opinions are important to me. Everybody else, I don't care what you think. Like, I don't want your life and therefore I don't care what you think. It doesn't matter to me. 
And also kind of like what you were saying in the rapid fire question as well, I guess there's got to be that slight consideration of the bigger picture, right? I'm sure if there's someone out there who's leaving hate comments, there's a reason for it. And all you can ever do is be a little bit compassionate. You don't have to give them any time of day. Absolutely not. It's still unnecessary, but just know in your heart, there's a reason for it. And it's not kind of yeah. your, it's, it's not your opportunity. To, it's not your need to fix that person's life. Right. Right. It's just, it's never about you. Like never. even when it, it seems personal, it is, literally never about you. Yeah. I love that. Okay. The last thing I'd love to have a little quick chat about, this is just something that's come to my head and I hope you're okay with it, but (laughs) I know you love money. We all like talking about money, teaching you about money, like, but something I'd quite like to ask you about is actually sales. The thing that I see so many people struggling with when they're building a personal brand and building a business is selling. Like there's so much fear and limitation. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be seen as this. I've got imposter syndrome. Do you have any advice for those people who are really struggling? Because a lot of, I see a lot of people who are really great at building the tribe, but when it comes to making money, they're just not asking for that sale. They're just not doing the things that they need to do in order to get their products out there. Like what's your business coaching advice on someone who's struggling with selling. I could talk about this all day. So there's a few things. Number one, you have to be in love with your customer. You have to like want to crawl over glass for them because they're important to you. And sometimes the way that you get to that place is by you see them as a former version of you and you think like, fuck, what would I have loved to have had five years ago, 10 years ago? What did I really need? And then being like, okay, that's my job. That's who I am for these people. And I'm going to do what I can. So number one is love your customer. Number two is love your product, not love your product so much that you're blindsided and you're not paying attention to what people really want, but love your product and believe in its value so much that you feel that you are doing your customers a disservice if you do not encourage them to buy because that's how I feel about what I do. I'm like, if everyone was tapping with me every week in high vibe, honey, they would feel so fucking good. I know without a, without a doubt that it would change their lives. That's why I can talk about it all day long and not feel salesy because I know it will change your life. And the third thing is if you don't ask, you don't get, yeah. you have to be enthusiastic. You got to be like, this is what I've got. And if you can't do that, you you're shortchanging your customers because they need what you have and yeah. you're fucking yourself over. And three, you don't have a business. Yeah. Businesses are about sales. If you are not making a profit, you are not in business. Yeah. So, and there's so much that you can learn about sales. It's like the oldest trade of all time, pretty much is sales. There is so much information on how to be good at it and not be sleazy. Yeah. And you know, we often are like, I don't want to be sleazy because it's all we notice. But truthfully, you're being sold to all the time and you just don't notice it because it's being done really well. There are ways to do sales in a way that is beautiful and in integrity and seamless and beautiful. Like it doesn't have to be a snake oil salesman. And if you notice that, then make a note and be like, I will never do that. I don't like this. This doesn't feel good. Just don't do it. It's great. Use it as a cautionary tale. So good. So good. That's something that I teach a lot of my clients as well. It's really, if you are struggling with sales, like go out there and do a little bit of research on people who are selling to you and the ways that they're doing that, that you really find attractive. And then on the contrary, like people that you don't like selling and just don't do it. Like it's as simple as that. But I love what you said. If you don't ask, you're not going to get like, you just have to step up to the plate, but most importantly, and again, I know it's like kind of what we spoke about before, like with mastery, You've just got to love what you do. And when you totally love what you do, believe in what you do and have fucking fun doing it, the shit will sell itself basically. Absolutely. It really will. And you'll be, when you really love it and you're enthusiastic about it, you'll just be amazed by what happens when you put that energy out there. Because if you look around the world, most people are doing shit they don't really care about. They're an accountant because they heard they'd make good money or that's what their parents do. Or they do this because they think it's going to sell or whatever. It's like, fuck that shit. If you have enthusiasm, you will stand out because most people don't. Most people hate their lives and they're bored as fuck. And if you have like this much enthusiasm, you will stand above the crowd. I love it so much. I could talk about this like forever and ever and ever, but I want to respect your time because I know you are super, super busy with the launch, which by the way, I would love for you to talk a little bit about because as I said, I'm already in, so you don't have to sell me on it, but honestly, like this shit is going to be magical. So the Vortex, your new membership, like community platform content, tell us all about it. 
I'm so excited about this. So about two years ago, I was in a relationship that was making me fucking crazy. I had so much anxiety. I was being manipulated so hard that I didn't know which way was up or down. Like it was really terrible. And one day I watched an Abraham Hicks video where she said, feeling good is your job. And if you make that your priority, your whole life will change. And I was like, okay, I'm desperate. I, I've, be, I've tried all the Tony Robbins shit and it's not working for me right now. Let me give this a shot. Yeah. So I did. And my life started to completely change. And whenever I didn't feel good, I would do something to make me feel good. And my life totally transformed and that shitty relationship fell away and my business started blooming and all of these things. But changing your reactions to things, learning to focus on what's good rather than what's shitty is a really significant change. And when you're doing that, it can be really hard to be like, oh my God, am I the only person doing this? Like, what the fuck? Am I crazy? Am I delusional? Who do I speak to about this? And at that time, I wished so badly that I could just turn on the TV and have a high vibe TV channel that would make me feel good, remind me of my power, remind me of what I was capable of, that would just keep me going. And it didn't exist. And so that's what I've created. Just like I was saying earlier, you have to make what you wish existed. And that's where the power is. So for the last three months, I've been creating like filming videos and advice shows and tapping routines and nighttime routines and all these things. And I'm putting everything in one place. I've brought in all my favorite people, my favorite astrologer, Colin Bedell of Queer Cosmos is the resident astrologer. You, it's like Colin Palooza. You get so much fucking Colin in the vortex. It's amazing. I have Grace Smith doing the hypnosis. I have Jessica Snow doing the meditations. And like just these amazing people are bringing their skills and their talents and this is just the place to go if you want to feel good, if you want to learn new techniques. And the community is so flourishing. Like that's where those people that you're looking for, that's where they are. And they're all committed to feeling good just like you are, just like you are, Erin. Like they're there because they're like, this is my job. Feeling good is my job. And here we are. Yeah. And then, you know, I did things like, oh, maybe I should make a magazine. So I wrote a magazine in the week that I went to Palm Springs and everyone gets some, like, it's fucking nuts. Like, the, the question I'm so excited. I'm like, fuck, I can't wait. What's well, like three days? No, it's like seven days, isn't it? 10 days. It's yes. from the time of this recording, but by the time yes. this goes out, it should be. Totally. Yeah, but I'm too excited. September 1st is like the day that everyone gets access. Cool. But the question I used to guide the creation of it was if I had a daughter, what would I want her to learn and who would I want her to learn it from? And that's what this, like, literally, it's my baby, you know, and I've really put my considerable energy and love into it. And it just, it's beautiful. And we're so proud of it. And we're so excited to get all these new people. And it's just so fucking fun. Oh my God, everyone, you need to check it out. Honestly, you will not be disappointed. I have followed Gala for years, years, years now. And she is just continually, continually pushing the boundaries and showing what it's like to build an incredible brand that truly does make a positive impact on other people. So thank you so, so much for coming on the show. I am just, oh, in absolute awe of you. I love you this so much. So Can we just do this every week? I just want to talk about shit with you. Please, please. And by the way, for those of you who are listening just on the podcast, both of us are purely color matched right now. Gala is in full pink, pink background, pink hair, pink t-shirt. I have green top, green bra, green plant. <laughs> we are literally just living our best colored lives right we now. We are nothing if not consistent. I'll say that much. That's for sure. And big part of branding too, guys. <laughs> we didn't even talk about aesthetics, but you're exactly. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I love you all so much and we'll see you soon. Okay. So can we just talk about how amazing Gala is? Like, I don't know. I don't know if you're in love like I am right now, but anyway, that episode has so powerful takeaways that I really hope that you've taken the time to either write down or if you were driving or having a bath then maybe come back to it later but really my biggest takeaway from speaking to Gala was you've just gotta love what you do because a big part of personal branding selling building a business is like Gala said having fun feeling good but if you don't love what you do if you're starting a business because you think you should or you think it's going to make money you will get so tired so quickly and people will smell it from a mile away. I don't mean to toot my own horn here, but a big reason of why I have a multiple six-figure business and I'm able to sell out of my programs when I launch them is purely because I just dedicate my launches to me having fun. I ask myself, how can I have fun today? 
today. I'm not thinking about what's the best strategy or funnel, even though that stuff's obviously important, but I'm always thinking about how can I have fun and how can I serve my audience? And it sounds like Gala does the exact same thing. So really, if you are going to build a powerhouse personal brand, if you are going to build a powerhouse business that makes a positive impact on other people, find something you love. Trust me, if it takes you six months, those six months will take you a lot, will, they will save you a lot of time down the track and a lot of energy down the track if you just take the time to find that thing that you love. But I'm guessing you already know what it is. So I'm giving you permission to take that thing, take it to the world, be extraordinary. I don't know, I feel like I'm just rambling now. I'm gonna love you. I'm going to love you and I'm going to leave you. And I hope, I hope that you definitely go check out Gala Darling. Check out the Vortex. Come join me in there. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And I will see you in the next episode. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.